Welcome back, Cuzzies, to another episode of the Coaster Cuzzies podcast. If this is your first time tuning in to the Coaster Cuzzies, this podcast is where one best friend remains stranded at a Hooters in Niagara Falls and the other one talks to me about roller coasters, theme parks, and shenanigans. Your hosts for the show today are Coaster Bro and Chef Jeff. In today's episode, the Cuzzies will be continuing their stay in Canada to be judged by French speakers, eat a crepe or seven, and get to stroll through Quebec for more credits. And to help us out, we welcome back Mitch, aka Coaster Travel, from the Prairie Coasting crew. So stay tuned and listen to the Cuzzies in your ear. Guess who's back? Back again. Mitch is back. Tell a friend. Mitch is back. 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 Kind of sound like we were saying something else there. But Mitch is back. What's up? Good to see you. Hi. Good to see you. Good to be back. Happy to uh continue driving. Hope the drive on the the highway wasn't too bad from Toronto to Quebec here. It's a little bit chilly in the winter, but uh Oh shit. We forgot to pick up theme park stud from oh, the hooters we went the other way from the hooters too we're gone yeah 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 he's <laughs> he must be having a good time because he wasn't texting us or anything between that burger king and that hooters he's still there so um i think I th- he had a birthday so i think uh happy birthday to theme park stud and we understand like it's your birthday you gotta do what you gotta do so don't well, speak for yourself i'm angry oh take that theme park stud jeff's angry at you but uh yeah that's so theme park stud real life um has some stuff going on you know he's he's working from the hooters he's very busy at work birthday celebrations all weekend so uh we decided you know what instead of the normal show let's go ahead go back to because road trip let's start it two weeks early and uh let's finish up canada and then get the hell out of canada Hey, you're you're not finished Canada yet. In twelve years, you will cross the border <laughs> right. again, and on there. So when you get to the whenever you get to the Pacific Northwest, so you'll finish Canada for this decade, anyways. There you go. Yeah. yeah. When I have like a ten or twelve year old, we'll be uh, we'll be back. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, but on this stop of the road trip, we are finishing up Canada, so we're going to head up Montreal because that's the next city, I believe. When I looked at the map, and then we'll be following up with Quebec City. Gonna be a lot of French, and none of us speak it. So, um, but I'm gonna try. We're gonna try real hard. Oh yeah. But, but yeah, I guess we'll get started with uh, Montreal and Mitch. You're the Canadian expert. Know stuff about cities. <laughs> Tell us. The only thing I know about Montreal is the Expos played there, and yeah, you know, you can you can get the hat still, and that's about it. That's all I know about Montreal. So, can't do you know why they were called the Expos? I do. Was the World Exposition there? It was 19, 1967. The World Expo was there to commemorate Canada's centennial. So 100 years of being wow. a country. So 1967 was the because we just had the 150th in 2017. But 1967, it was the 100th year. And that's how we got La Ronde, which I'll get to in a second. But yeah, the Expo, it's all connected. Like the Expos, what? getting La Ronde, all, all of it is intertwined. So um. Uh, yes, Montreal is Canada's second largest city, largest in the province of Quebec. It has been around since like this. Okay, I got the Wikipedia open. I can tell you exactly how long it's been around for, um, but it's really old. So it was founded 
founded in 1642, so the second oldest major city in Canada after Quebec City, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, it was founded because Montreal is actually the farthest you can go down the St. Lawrence River before rapids, before you get rapids. So back in the day, that's how far just regular ships could go go in. So there was a major port built there. Um, a ton of Canada's immigration came through Montreal. Um, and after the Seven Years War, it was partitioned into what's called Lower Canada, where the French speaking, um, even though the English took over all of Canada, French was a um, uh, kept up in the province of Quebec. And to this day, it is the second largest French speaking city in the world outside of um, Paris. So it's actually, it's really interesting. I know, very interesting. <laughs> um, officially bilingual. So like if you visit this um, city, there's you do not need to know any French. They're super happy to speak English. I would say 99% of people speak it well, um, but it's a very, but French is always first, um, which is really, which is really, really cool. So um, that's a very, very brief history of it. Um, it, it uh, it's, it's, gone through a lot of changes over the years. I mean, there was the Expo in the 1960s, uh, which interestingly enough, the World Expo needed grounds to kind of host all of the world pavilions and all the things. I think 1964 World's Fair in New York, like all the world pavilions and stuff like that. And they didn't know where to put it. So at the time they were building the subway in Montreal. So they took all the dirt and crap from that and put an island in the middle of the St. Lawrence River. Like they made a solid island. So and it's now, today it's called Parc um, Jean Japro. Jean Japro. Oh, fuck. It's going to be, it's going to be a long episode. <laughs> put a sock in your mouth and try to pronounce that. Yeah. I think that's how you pronounce it. Drapeau, Jean <laughs> Drapeau is the park name. And uh, there was a bunch of pavilions and everything, but what they created at the time was a um, an area that were with little rides. And that is what we know as Laurent today. Um, but in more recent history, Montreal also hosted the Summer Olympics in 1976. Uh, and it still remains a super, super important city in, in Canada overall, very influential and just a wonderful city to visit. If you ever get a chance, it is the best. Don't go in the winter. It's very cold. But in the summer, it is just, it's the best. So that's a very, very brief history of the great city of Montreal, or in French, it's Montréal. Um, I know Americans like to say Montreal, like, like they really put the emphasis on Mon, but Canadians call it Montreal. So it's more of a, a mm. U sound, but the Montreal. official French name is Montréal. Oh, very mm -hmm. fancy. I so know. Is, is this the kind of city that like if you were a dumb American, which is 90% of our listeners, um, and you're coming to Laurent, Laurent, you would want to spend some time in Montreal. Yeah. Why did I say that like an English bloke? <laughs> <laughs> I'm real confused. That's okay. okay. Yeah. Well, shoot, let's uh, hit me with some of the attractions that uh, I should go to in Montreal. Montreal. Well, um, there are many things. The city is super, super um, diverse in, in everything. Kind of similar to what I said about Toronto. Just because it's such a large, large city, most of what you do is just wander. And, and there's so many cool areas. Saint-Laurent, Saint-Denis, um, Saint-Catherine's Saint Catherine in English. But I think, it's a, I think they call it Catherine in French. Anyways, um, uh, in the Hochelaga area, there's tons of awesome areas. But in terms of specific attractions, my favorite thing that I've ever done in Montreal, besides La Rond, 
however, I'm trying to pronounce the French name, but it's pretty brutal, um, is climbing the actual mountain. So literally in, in like it translated directly, Mont Royal is from Mont Royal. So like Mont is mountain and Royal. So Royal mountain, um, that, that name comes from, there's an actual, it's more of a hill, really. It's quite a large hill right up against where downtown Montreal is. And that's where it gets its namesake from. But it's really cool. You can drive up there, but I'd highly recommend hiking up there. It's a really, really easy hike. I did it in November once when I was 19 and hung over. Um, and it was a really, really fun hike. And you, and you get to see like some, you kind of walk up through McGill and back in the area. And when you get to the top, you get just a beautiful panoramic view of the city because Montreal doesn't have very, very tall buildings like Toronto. So it's a really, really cool um, thing. There's a chalet up there, Chalet du Montréal. Um, I think there's like a visitor center and stuff like that up there, but that's my favorite thing to do. Um, and I would definitely recommend it because it's just very classic, very, I mean, touristy, yes, but uh, um, I'd recommend it. So uh, are you looking at pictures of it right now, Coaster Bro? I am. Yeah. I don't just look like this all the time uh, staring at the <laughs> screen, but yeah, I'm seeing uh, some beautiful fall colors, a little sunset over Montreal. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. This, I was kind of surprised that there's not like really, like skyscrapers or anything here it's like very there are some tall buildings but like they're they're little guys yeah i think there's it's similar to vancouver in that there's a city ordinance where the 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 buildings can't obstruct the view from the top of montreal i think that's what it is Uh, so there are many canadian cities um that the the skyscrapers are more spread out rather than they are super tall. So Vancouver is like like that because they don't want to block the people's use of the mountains along the ocean. And I think I think the Montreal um, ordinance is that it can't be higher or obstruct the view of Montreal. So unlike Toronto, which has a very very distinct downtown financial core with a bunch of different downtown financial cores with like extremely tall buildings montreal has never had very very tall buildings um but it makes for a beautiful view from the top of the mountain so um that's what i'd say would be my um number one thing that i would recommend to do in montreal um the second attraction or area that i would recommend is called the old port of montreal so truly the oldest part of the city in, in French, it's the Vieux Port. Port, I said that very English. But Vieux. That's my fault. V- I'm doing that. It's all good. We're going we're, we're to do French, English, <laughs> Canadian, American accents. That'll are work. we going to the Montreal? Where are we? <laughs> That's a very... Uh... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, so in the old port of Montreal, uh, it's right along the water, kind of a, a little bit east of the financial area it is right now, but... That's truly where you'll find the cobblestone streets. Um, they've kept up a lot of the really, really old buildings since then. Um, and that's where you just go walk around and see things. Um, it is just like truly spectacular. That's actually, I went there in the winter once, and that was my favorite part of the city in the winter because it looks so, you know, European and, and beautiful and, and that sort of thing. So um, I would say the old Port of Montreal is definitely worth a visit, even if you're there for such a short amount of time. Park your car. Most of the streets are pedestrian only, and it's just worth walking around there are some classic touristy stores and stuff like that so don't worry you can get your beaver tails you can get all that stuff yes. uh, right right in the in, in the old port of montreal um but yeah but yeah are you like do you see are you looking at pictures or you see what it kind of looks like it's really really beautiful yeah i do i see circus tents 
Well, I mean, sometimes they do Cirque du Soleil down there. Okay, that, that's what I see. Cirque du Soleil is actually originated in Quebec. I'm not sure if it's Quebec City or Montreal, but it's it's it started, and that's where they're still headquartered is is right in in Quebec. So it's a very big deal there. That would make sense why it's hard for me to say Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> it's from this area, so yeah, 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 makes a lot of sense. So that would be that. That's another thing I'd recommend. Now, inside the viewport is actually what's called the Notre Dame de Montréal. So that's actually Canada, one of Canada's very few like Notre Dame style cathedrals in in the country. It's it's truly old and and looks like the one in like Hunchback Quasimodo is down there. You know, fucking shit up up there. It truly looks like that, and it is. I mean, I like even if you're Catholic or not, I just thought it was so cool. I mean, I've never like like not believe in any of that. I just thought it was so cool just to see. Um, and you can like walk in and tour around it and it is beautiful. And oh, and there's wow. like a square in front of it. I know it's absolutely spectacular right in the viewport of Montreal. So I'm highly, highly recommend visiting that. Yeah, this just looks like it's over in Europe or something. Yeah, it does. That's a very that'll be a very similar theme when we're talking about both. Uh, Montreal and Quebec City is because they're some of the oldest cities in North America. They truly look like it doesn't feel like you're coming to Canada or in North America. Like you look like, or you feel like you're in Europe. That's why I want to go here. I think. Yeah. It, it truly is amazing. Um, so highly, highly would rec- recommend um, all that uh, going around there. Um, another thing I'd also recommend too, is if you also are visiting La Ronde, that whole park area is really, really beautiful. So it is p- called Parc Jean Drapeau. It doesn't really flow off the tongue, but it is truly the old expo grounds and they still have some of the old pavilion buildings. So the old American pavilion is this big dome that's like, I don't even, I can't even describe it. It's like see-through something. I, I don't know what it is, but there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of walking paths in through there. Um, and you can park at La Ronde or park somewhere else on the, um, uh, on the grounds and walk around. But another thing you get is you get the beautiful view of the city from the water. So you can go to the South part of the park and see the city. You've already seen the city from the top at Mont Royal, but then you've already seen uh, that you can see the city from the, um, uh, from the water. So that is one of, that's something I definitely recommend. I've heard lots of people love um, going to see, going to see the park and the old, um, they have in the summer, they have tons of festivals in and around that whole area. So where La Ronde is, there's a, it's just a really happening space just because it's such a, it's such a historical and cultural part um, center of the city. Nice. So like if you timed it on the right day, you might be able to go to some sort of event at yeah. a park near the park on the same place where they just shirt, they just threw dart and shit in the middle of the river and made this island. Exactly. If you honestly, especially once the, the once the panoramic starts dying down, Montreal truly has a festival every weekend. And I'm like, that's oh it's not even joking. Like there's music. Um, the, one of the big, it's the kind of the comedy capital of Canada as well. So there's tons, there's like a huge just for laughs festival. So if you're big into stand up, that's, it's a big um, thing here, but there's um there's also Oshiaga, which is Canada's biggest music festival, happens right near. And I don't think it happens on the island, but it happens near that area. Um, so it you literally whatever day you're thinking of going, you can just Google it, and there's going to be festivals and live music and everything. It truly is just like such a the city's so vibrant. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, yeah, absolutely. I would say like a lot of people would say like this is um we'll kind of get into it like a, one of the lower 
quote unquote lower tier Six Flags parks because they haven't been. But like when you add like this park area around it and it like extends your day and I don't know, it just seems you you you're really uh educating me here, Mitch. I'm liking it. <laughs> it's it's like I don't know. We'll talk a little bit about I think more and we get in depth in LeBron, but like any whenever like a major coaster YouTuber, whatever goes to a park and has like a good or bad experience, Mm -hmm. that first impression of the park gets viral, you know, it goes viral or whatever. And that one day literally determines the opinions of all. So there's other small parks that are as crappy and as whatever, but if that (laughs) one YouTuber had a good experience, that park with their first visit, it determines the, well, we've talked about this a lot on prairie coasting, so I'm not even going to, I'm not going to (laughs) go too, too much over it, but Anyways, I will agree with what you say. The city is truly, especially if you're in the upstate New York area or if you're making a trip to Canada, it is, La Ronde is amazing, but the city itself is is just absolutely spectacular. So, um, I mean, is there anything like this city in North America? Like, honestly, I don't know. Like, Boston would be kind of the closest thing I would think of in terms yeah. of, like, old, historical, like, major city. But it's just different. Like, Boston, there is a historical center, but nothing that this untouched. Like, I would say this in Quebec City, yeah. they didn't. They haven't plowed any of the downtown for freeways. They haven't done a lot of development, um, especially when we talk about Quebec City. The old walled city is actually a UNESCO World Heritage Site, so they literally can't touch it. So mm-hmm. I just... I'm. I think some of the closest you would think are maybe in Mexico, like Mexico City or Puebla or anything like that. But in the U.S., like as beautiful as some of those old cities are, most of them have a freeway going right through the down, the old right. historic downtown. I mean, you think about Boston, there's probably been like drunken Red Sox fan pissing all over it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I've never been to Boston. I don't know. I've heard the older part of it is quite beautiful, but I have also heard that the overall city is not as magical as this as Montreal is. So just gotta point out Costa Pro probably won't hesitate to throw shade at anything to do with Boston since he's a Yankees fan. <laughs> I've uh, you know since since you retired, I have I have pumped the brakes quite a bit and haven't haven't even watched a game in years. But mm-hmm. I still have hatred for the Boston Red Sox. That stayed true. Well, there ain't no Red Sox in in Montreal, so that's uh, you're there. I mean, there's no baseball at all in Canada. There's no oh, except for the Jays, of course. But yeah, but they were in Florida for a while. Yeah, I know exactly. And now they're here, and they did not good this season. So. <laughs> um, and then the last thing, just for specific attractions that I'll recommend, they're similar to Toronto. There are just endless museums. I mean, Canada's a very museum heavy. heavy um, country every city has several museums and we've actually when we drove from the on the 401 from toronto to montreal we drove right past canada's capital ottawa which has like the bulk of the museum so if you're ever doing a trip to montreal i'd highly recommend a two or three hour not even that detour to ottawa because canada's capital is absolutely beautiful um but in montreal i've actually never been to any of the museums in the city so i really only had to go for the highest rated one, which is the Montreal Museum of Fine Arts. I can try the French pronunciation, which is Musée des Beaux-Arts de Montréal. Um, Nailed it. So it is It is in a beautiful old historic building, um, has a fantastic, like a 4.7 out of 5 on Google. Um, and I love art museums. Like even in Ontario, I much prefer the Art Gallery of Ontario 
rather than the, you know, more general natural history or whatever museum. So um, it, it looks like if you're going to do museum, this looks like the one to do in Montreal. So unfortunately haven't been there, but hopefully love to, love to just spend more time in Montreal. Like you said, not going to Laurent, like just seeing the city more. So that's uh, very quickly the attractions and things to do in the city. Well, darn, darn we appreciate that, Mitch. <laughs> now, the next part of the show is when Jeff tries to pronounce French foods. <laughs> Actually, the so it won't really be a massive struggle until we get to Quebec City. Montreal had uh, a bit more manageable uh, offerings here. Burger Kings uh, and Beaver Tails. Right. <laughs> well, I, I strayed from... Uh, Actually, I think I only mentioned Beaver Tales once, and it's not till we get to Mega Park. But uh, Let's spoiler, go. love it! Can't wait. <laughs> uh, That'll yeah, keep people yeah, listening until the end. I was gonna say it's one of their two food options, um, <laughs> uh, and that was that wasn't even me just like process elimination. They were just the two. So um, yeah, Montreal food. Uh, I'm gonna lead off with the Bowhead Pub. Uh, it's billed as Montreal's first ever fully plant based pub. Uh, lots of excellent plant-based options, including poutine, burgers, and lots of other treats. I was kind of looking through the menu, and there's there's a lot I'd really like to try out. Um, they had some shiitake dumplings uh, that looked really good on their appetizer menu. Um, just kind of reading through, there's 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 plenty there I'd I'd uh, chow down on. Um, Mitch, have you been here? This is my favorite place in the entire province of Quebec. Um, this was my, like, I've been to a lot of vegan restaurants in Montreal, um, and this is the one I would always recommend to people. I would re- always go for a dive bar or a bar style first rather than, like, a sit-down. Um, and I love this place. It's truly when you, like, you would not know it's vegan. Like, there's, it's like, there's sports on the wall. Like, it's just kind of, there's a great patio as well, but it's just, like, a pub and truly a pub. And, and even the name, Bowhead Pub, like, how is that French? Like it's not, it doesn't sound French at all. So it, it, for me feels very comfort, comfortable, very comfort food. Um, and it's just like one of my favorite places um, in the city. And I've eaten many times here. They have specifically that I think they use waffle fries for a lot of their poutine dishes. And it's just like, and that, I know that's not traditional Quebec poutine. And I know Logan would kill me for this, but I just don't like traditional poutine as much like i i want more like the like you like the waffle fries and that sort of thing so this is like my first night in montreal i'm going straight here sitting at the bar and it's just like a pub experience and the, everything's vegan it just like makes me feel at home well and if the if the waffle fries are sturdy enough you don't even need a fork you just exactly dive right in yeah. Now to latch on to something you said early on there, are you trying to suggest that vegans don't play sports? No, it, not not at all. <laughs> not that they don't play sports, but I'm when kidding. you think when you think of a vegan restaurant, it's definitely a there's a stereotype, and, and a lot of it is true. Like, I mean, I've been to one where like everyone's like, there's one in Toronto where like cell phones aren't allowed. Like, you have to speak softly, and it's a very calming environment, and it's delicious, mm-hmm. but it's a very zen experience, and. But what I like about the Bowhead is they make it a very accessible experience for people. It's on Saint Laurent, which is a very big um, nightlife and bar um, scene. So like when the Habs are playing or um, anything like that, it's a very lively place. And and the Bowhead just kind of fits right in. It doesn't try to be something it's not on that street because there are some other vegan restaurants in Montreal, which are very more, much more posh or, or, um, or more of a true fancy experience and and while i like those i i just like i just like the feel of this place yeah i'd be with you and it, it, i mean all, all the pictures of food that are 
present on their menu all look pretty pretty darn good. Yeah, I uh, I haven't eaten pretty much since breakfast, so I'm I'm, I'm starting <laughs> from a bad place right now, and all of this looks amazing. I will just say amplified by my hunger. Yeah, these these past two shows where I've just been googling food that Mitch recommends, uh, everything looks freaking tasty. Yeah, like, yeah. I think vegan food looks better than all other food. There's so probably something to that. Probably my, yeah. might even taste better. Who knows? Well, Mitch knows. I mean, I my my dad. Whenever whenever my dad and I, whenever he visits me in Toronto or wherever we go on vacation together, he's just like he. We've gone on vacation where I get the vegan option, he doesn't, and he's like, "Yours is better. Yours is better." So now, when he visits me or we go on vacation, he's like, "Fully vegan." No, we're doing we're just doing. It, it's just easier. It's just it, it's good to do fully vegan. It, yeah. It's nice because it does. While there are some options that you can see uh, and and you and you can you know understand, it is they do do some really cool things with it. It gets you out of the comfort zone of what you like. And I don't know, I very much am on a mission to always find the best food in the city. I mean, if you follow my personal account, um, I'm just like always posting about, you know, vegan, vegan eats that I find and that sort of thing. So definitely like to um, be that no matter if I'm not eating dairy or eggs, whatever, I'm still eating well. And I, I ain't sacrificing taste and comfort food and all that shit. (laughs) Fair enough. It's it's a brave move. I'm kidding. It's uh, I know actually my girlfriend's looking at making a conversion because uh, there's some some stuff with her health she deals with that making a conversion to a plant based diet would alleviate a lot of. So, um, yeah, that's it's it's something we're we're kind of talking. We'll we'll see if I make that jump or at least a, a part timer. Yeah, um, but I'm I'm totally open to the idea. Um, but yeah, um, well, moving on from the bowhead. Uh, next on the list, we've got Schwartz's Deli, um, which has been open since 1928. It is the home of the Montreal smoked meat sandwich, and uh, it looks on their menu like they carry as many classics as you would expect to find in the old style delis as well, um, and. It looks like, at least based on pictures, you're going to want to get here early because that line is going to pile up. <laughs> yes, it is. I've had this, actually. I've eaten this. I When I went when I was 19, I wasn't vegetarian. You you got to be there early. but And I, I waited in line. But this is like the place. Also on Saint Laurent, so just down the street from Bowhead. This is the place for the Montreal smokes meat sandwiches. So it's very, um, very particular to the city. It's... Uh, it's more of like almost like it, the meat almost like it's butter in your mouth like it falls apart like it's not tough or anything like that they're not known for their more traditional deli style sandwiches they're known for that like truly smoked meat sandwich with not a lot on it there's not a lot of fixins or anything like that it's very very classic and it's just so historic and i know it's become touristy you know a little more touristy in the days but it still is the place that you got it you have to go to try this sandwich when you go to montreal and I was going to ask, uh, because looking at pictures, uh, at least of what I assume are the smoked meat sandwich, it looks to strongly resemble uh, corned beef. So I don't know if they're like the same thing with an alternate name or if it's a different preparation. Similar. I got I to gotta Google what corned beef is because I... Sort of similar. I would almost say argue it's like somewhere between corned beef and brisket almost. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit more... A little bit more you know, almost like the, like the pulled style, but not quite 
all the way to brisket. So yeah, it's it, it's along those lines, but not quite. And I I I I'm, I I've had it, and I can't. I just literally can't. It's been ten years since I've had it, but um, yeah. it, it's just very. It, there's a, there's something they do that it's a very very Montreal about it. Well, I I love the sandwiches like this that are just like a a heap of meat, mustard, and bread, and that's all you need. It's a good sandwich. Yo, and their pickle side is thick. Yeah. <laughs> You see how thick that pickle is, bro? Uh-uh. I mean, uh, all the pictures, at least on the site I'm on right now. It looks like um, a huge-ass dill pickle that there. Oh, like, yeah. Here you I'm go. I'm down for that. Yeah, I love pickles, so I'd, I'd be down for that. Yeah, it, it looks a lot like it's got that color, too. Because, uh, uh, bro, I don't know how, how often you eat corned beef, but it's – do you I, see what I'm seeing? It looks a lot like Yeah, it. I mean, I would, I would make a – I don't really like corned beef – or like mm. pastrami or anything like that but this this like reminds me of like a it almost looks like a deli in new york city kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah 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 well I, I think that's what it is because even on the the sign um i don't know if it would have been uh correct to say but it's uh like the the jewish deli is essentially the long and short of it my very similar i mean that's what my my dad was raised jewish grew up going to and loves going to those kinds of places um so that's i mean that's the long and short of what it is and it's it's advertised as such out on the front of the uh marquee i believe so yeah a lot of jewish influences in montreal especially in that area um Mm -hmm. there's a whole like um jewish corner and like gothic area sort of in in, um not not where this is a little bit further towards downtown but a lot big big um community in in montreal so you'll get a lot of the food influences and a lot of just like you know you'll see architecture and 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 a lot of that stuff so um yeah yeah really i just heard very i've been once and i love i love the sandwich um and i've still heard this is still the place to go i mean it's like i mean 1928 you gotta be doing something right it looks it looks excellent and i actually went to one like this recently in indianapolis and i can only hope that it's better than that i don't know what the if it was just like an off day i can't remember the name of shapiro's in indianapolis and it was uh i I wouldn't say disappointing but it just for the hype i heard about it it wasn't Mm. what i was hoping so that's yeah. kind of a bummer, but it is what it is. It looks delicious. Um, so yeah, and it's been around since 1928. So obviously they're doing something right. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's Schwartz's Deli. Um, the next I will move on to is I think the only uh, French style name. Um, well, the rest are kind of there, but uh, Juliette et Chocolat mm-hmm. uh, yeah. looks to be a sweet spot for breakfast or brunch or dessert cravings, uh, and the menu largely finds a way to infuse chocolate into just about every dish that I saw. Um, it might be every, but I just kind of at a glance. Um, they even have, the, so the one thing I'd be interested to try there if I went, and I remember this from being in school, is like when we would talk about the discovery of chocolate or whatever in Mexico, um, they have a, uh, it's on the menu as a 72% vegan Aztec chocolate, oh. a spicy water-based 72% chocolate drink, which was how I learned like the Aztecs would consume it is they would have it in a beverage like mixed with water and it would, but it's, it's, I'm assuming with that high of a percentage, it's going to be pretty bitter. I can only guess. Um, yeah. But that'd be be, be a cool experience. Uh, but they have lots of other good stuff. They've they've got crepes as well, and uh, you know, 
you're going to be up here, you got to have some crepes. Um, but just lots of lots of great things on the menu. Have you ever eaten here? I have, I have. I've been. I went uh, my first my uh, uh, my first ever trip to Montreal. This is one of the places we went. I think now there are a couple locations in the city. So I think there's three or four, but I think back then this was like the one. So we waited quite a long time for it, and we went late at night. So it was like desserty, but also like crepe kind of style things and it just it felt like I was in Paris like it felt so like it was like just busy and cramped and there was just like people running around and 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 they're crepe and it's just very the the food comes really fast because it's all crepes um so I really loved it and we of course had lots of desserts but what I love about this which I didn't realize until looking at the menu now when you I just control f'd like vegan on here and there's like 17 things which I was not expecting about like there's lots of chocolate, as you said. Um, most dark chocolates are vegan if they don't have any milk in it. But I'm looking mm-hmm. at this vegan hazelnut brownie. That sounds right the frick up my alley. They have a <laughs> vegan fruit fondue. So I love chocolate fondue. And I, the fact that they have a vegan one is, like, is, is fantastic. So this, for me, is like such a special place. It reminds me of like being with my friends. And it really is just like, a. It, 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 I would say of, of all the places on this list, it feels the most like traditionally Montreal. And it's, oh man, I am, I'm going to get distracted if I keep reading the menu. So I'm going to stop because it's, I, I don't have a severe sweet tooth, but they're finding a way to, to, to hit it. <laughs> the the very know. narrow one that is there. Um, like this, uh, dark chocolate raspberry dome. That sounds good. I'm going to stop now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Juliette et Chocolat, uh, hit them up. They've got some, some great options for different parts of the day. Um, the next I'm going to hit and, uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd never heard of this place. Um, I don't know. Did, does, uh, Coaster Road is, uh, one bite venture up into Canada any? Oh Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do we, what kind of score do we have for pizza bouquet? It's not Sorry French, is it? Any French spelling in bouquet? Is bouquet French? Bu- bouquet the the way it's spelled is. I think, I mean, is I think it is word, a French obviously. word to begin yeah. with. Yeah, pizza bouquet, Montreal, mm-hmm. solid eight, and that's oh. out of uh, four reviews. Rookie score, um, but it's a combined score. So um, yeah, an eight is fantastic. Their website's kind of hilarious. It's pretty fun lighthearted they have a picture like right up near the top of their margarita pizza and like it about had me driving up there right now (laughs) like it looks great um and it looks like the it looks like it's a pretty lighthearted attitude because like as if you scroll all the way down uh the page if you're looking at their site there's a picture of this dude it's and it's a goofy picture and it's like click on my photos to look at uh, the pictures I took while working at the restaurant this summer. It's just, it's, it looks like it's a place that doesn't take itself too seriously. And that, that I can appreciate because it often translates into love for the food. So. Oh my God. I would highly recommend going to this website in general. It is so good. It's Oh my God. Like I just want to call this place and let this dude <laughs> know he did an A plus job with the site. <laughs> That is, this is so good. Oh my God. And also there's two vegan pizzas. Um, why the hell haven't I been here before? This was just recommended to me for the show. And I'm like, now I'm like, I need to go here. This looks like, this looks just like such a fun place. It's, yeah. it's the clip art for me. 
with yeah, like the, yes. the like nineties email icon. <laughs> and do you, do you have it on full screen? Because there's a whole bunch yeah. of them if you full yeah. screen. My favorite's the angel with the heart, just like a precious <laughs> yeah. angels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like the teddy bear, the, the teddy bear dancing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's and if you if uh, just above that dude's picture at the bottom, there's a phone that's dancing. That's pretty oh, funny yeah. next to their phone number. Oh, add nice. mushrooms uh. and, and it's saying add mushrooms to any pizza for two dollars. Yep. <laughs> this is so Sold. so good. I oh my god! I Brilliant. this is a fantastic place. But the and like like I said, the the food like the pizzas look really good, and it looks like you don't really you get whole pizzas and that's it. I don't know if that's a temporary arrangement. Oh no, there are slices. If you go down, there's slices for four fifty. But uh, up top, they advertise the pizzas as a whole. I, I would chow down on that margarita pizza real hard. I'm adding this to my like. I have like a um, every, for every city. I have a food recommendation place. I'm adding it to my Montreal list right now because I I that it looks so good. Oh. Honestly, the best oh. thing in Montreal might just be going to that website. Right. <laughs> 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 but you have to be in Montreal to do it to get the full effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to move on from that because I feel like we could talk about this all day now. Um, the The last bit of, uh, or the last recommendation I've got here in Montreal for food is the uh, Chalet Barbecue, um, which actually looks to be mainly a chicken place, um, serving up rotisserie chicken since 1944. And uh, reading around, it seems the thing you're going to want to go for is their hot chicken sandwich, which is juicy sliced chicken on plain white bread, smothered in gravy and topped with peas, which is sounds like an odd sandwich. But I would I'd, I'd devour that or I'd devour much of anything right now because I'm freaking starving. <laughs> Dude, you, can uh, put, yeah. you can put peas on just about anything and like hide it in there. And I love peas. peas that way. Yeah, I don't like I, a pile like- of peas, but. If you hide the peas in my food, I like peas. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna out myself here and say uh, like sometimes I'll just I do this with frozen corn and frozen oh, peas. I'll just don't get it out it. of the freezer and just eat frozen peas. Oh corn. my god! <laughs> okay, I mean I think I'm somewhere in the middle between you guys on peas. I I like <laughs> I, I, I actually do enjoy them, but like not enough to eat them by themselves. If that makes sense, like I I, I love them in like a pasta. Yeah. Mm. They're great in fried rice too, but I Ooh, won't yes. hesitate to eat them all by themselves. I don't need any doctoring for me. Fair, fair. I'm a human garbage disposal as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's all the uh, food recommendations we've got. That chicken does look real good, and I'm a, I'm a fan of. My mom still has a rotisserie, and it's probably pushed like thirty or forty years old now, and still working. That's what she uses to make our uh, Thanksgiving turkey most years. So. <sighs> love it and montreal is it, it's just so hard like it, it's just so many good places in the city so if you've been here and this is not your favorite didn't make it onto here like i like it we could talk for hours similar to toronto that you'll you could live here your their whole life and not see all the food places so this is just a small snippet of the that amazing city like, i don't think i've ever had a bad meal in the city so yeah mm-hmm. all right now that we know everything about the food and the attractions and Montreal and its rivers and, um, you know, pretty much everything. We got it. We, we got to talk about what you came here for. La Ronde. La Ronde. La Ronde. Six flags. La Ronde. La Ronde. La Ronde. La Ronde. 
I should apologize in advance to any uh, French speakers actually listening to this show for any headaches we induce with all the eye rolling you have to do with how we pronounce stuff. There's a reason the the French hate Americans. It's because of this shit. And there's a reason they hate like other Canadians um, that don't speak French. So like, je suis désolé, je suis désolé. It means we're sorry (laughs) in in, in French. All right. Well, uh, Jeff, you got any history about this Laram place? We know a little bit about some dirt was put down in the middle of the river, and there's a amusement park there now, but what else do you know about it? Yeah, uh, Laram is an amusement park in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, as if, if that wasn't obvious to this point. Uh, built as an entertainment complex for Expo 67, uh, the 1967 World's Fair. Uh, today is operated by Six Flags under, uh, apologies for mispronouncing this because the first time I've seen this word uh, today was the, it's an emphatutic lease, and I'll uh, expand on what that is at the end of this, but uh, it's an emphatutic lease with the city of Montreal, which expires in 2065. It is the largest amusement park in Quebec and second largest in Canada. Uh, an emphatutic lease is a type of real estate contract specifying that the lessee must improve the property with construction. Uh, the term is commonly used in Quebec and France. These sorts of leases are usually associated with government properties. So we all learned a thing today. Interesting. I mean, Quebec, interestingly enough, uses a different legal system than the rest of Canada. So mm-hmm. I actually don't know anything about um civil law i really don't um it's just it's re- it, but yeah it, that's very interesting but i knew the city of montreal did um did used to own it now uh because this isn't something i ever thought to uh, look up before but does canada as a whole answer to the british crown or is quebec separate from no, that the, the whole thing it is when you when you when like you know how um you know how in the u.s when you're looking at like a defense trial and it's like you know, like OJ versus the people or whatever, whatever like that. In Canada, it's some someone versus the crown. So the crown is the mm. prosecutor. So the crown at the end of the day is the end all be all. So like um, in provinces like BC, the crown own all public land. Um, there's everything like that. So it, it th- that's that that's a common for all of all of Canada, um, just because technically all public servants, judges or whatever on our Supreme Court justices are on behalf of the governor general who is their appointed representative of the queen in Canada. So um, okay. yeah, fun fact about constitutional monarchies. Yep. It's uh, I'm, I'm happy to learn. I, I like learning about stuff like that. And admittedly, you know, even though Canada is just to the North of us, I know I, uh, other than knowing answer to the British crown, I know relatively little about Canadian government. So it, it's completely different. We're not a Republic at all. Like, so like people don't really like, while we, while like when you come here and, and it's not anything different than, you know, people cross the border, like, Oh, it doesn't feel any different. Like when you actually look at the nitty gritty of it, like we're not even, we're not a Republic where we don't have a president. We don't have all these elections. Like we only elect once and that's just for our federal government. And, and they're again on behalf of the, the queen and there's all these different processes. And we take some elements from British parliament from the U S and that sort of thing. So um, I think the details are a lot different than the U S but the day to day is pretty similar. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, Laurent has roller coasters it and does. we're going to highlight those there roller coasters. Now, Mitch, you're the ones written these here roller coasters. So, um, I'm going to do my best to pronounce them and, uh, 
tell you what year they're open. I'm going I'm to rely heavily on you uh, about the ride experience. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Um, I'm really I glad. Have park, almost have park completion here, and that's it. Only one, only one missing. So oh, I can't wait to hear which one it is. All right. So we'll start with uh, the dog shit, and that is their new roller coaster coming in 2022, which is the only roller coaster I have actually ridden at this park. Viper, which actually, Jeff, you've ridden. Nope, you skipped it. You watched this ride operate. Mitch, I think you said you saw this ride op- or exist. Exist. I've, I was at Magic Mountain the day they announced it was coming down. So March of 2019. And I've only seen it in person, and that's it. Yes. So this is a Zach Spin roller coaster from Intamin that um, uh. operated in Magic Mountain from 2011 to 2017 as the Green Lantern and had the pleasure of writing this. Um, wrote it with our buddy Matt, who's been on the show, some of our earlier shows. And this is the ride that he rode that he decided to wear his glasses on for some fucking reason. And I was going to say, I didn't ride this, and this ride still fucked me. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. It, yes. It, yes. <laughs> but his glasses <laughs> fell off, and it fell on top of the roof of the station. So he was without his glasses. There's no way of them getting it. But long story short, we well, it's not going to be short. <laughs> we couldn't get his glasses, so we had to leave without his glasses, and he can't see shit. So didn't bring spares. Didn't bring spares, and we're in no Disneyland or anything. Nah, just a, wow. just a glasses guy. Uh, so we're in Disneyland, California Adventure, and he can't see shit. So he's just like not really enjoying it. <laughs> And then um, we get a call from the park that they actually have his glasses. But they're in Magic Mountain, and we're over in Disneyland now. (laughs) So we're all in the car, and we're like, fuck, we're about to drive. I think it was two hours in traffic. Yeah, two Uh, hours, like one way. Yeah, and uh, to go get his glasses. And um, we (laughs) had my my ex-girlfriend at the time. was on the trip with us and I was like, okay, I would text her and say, Hey, you're going to go, you're going to say you have to pee at this exact exit. And, um, when we get out, we're just going to say, Hey, we're, we're just going to Uber back to the place. Jeff, you just drive up, <laughs> you drive up with Matt, go get those glasses. <laughs> we're going to go get hammered at B and B. Uh, and, that's what happened. So Jeff did probably get fucked the worst out of all of us in this situation. <laughs> It is what it is. Oh god! It makes for a story. I yeah. feel like at, at that point, I would just go and get just some daily contacts. Like, just go to like whatever eye doctor place and just be like, you know what? I'm gonna make six sets of contacts and then like find a way to get to Magic Mountain sometime before the end of the trip, I guess. But like, mm-hmm. oh, that sucks. Yeah, it doesn't help that Valencia is just like way out of the way of everything. Else. Oh, it, it's not close to anything. So we hate this ride. <sighs> so much and it's coming to Laurent. so congrats or yeah congrats yeah you, you I, can have it mitch <laughs> here's a I, shit sandwich <laughs> i'm interested to ride it i think it'll make it make a weird collection of rides even weirder um but i would say the nice thing about Laurent is it does have the best clone collection in the world so i'm hoping that v pair will um they'll do something to it and make it the best zack spin in the world maybe that, that oh that's maybe, maybe so Maybe that's what the park, the park, the park's charm of having the best clones will make it that much better. So don't wear your Just glasses. Make sure on you it. take your glasses. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I will be wearing. <laughs> I always wear con. I always wear contacts to the park. 
after okay this is a very another story time after those stupid fucking rides on top of the fucking stratosphere in vegas my dad and i both wore our glasses and they said you cannot wear your glasses on any of these rides so literally i'm on these rides and i'm just like spinning i'm like well this doesn't seem that scary because i can't see anything (laughs) but ever Uh. since i have always brought my i always wear contacts at a park but then if you're ever wearing contacts at a park, always bring glasses as well, because I have had my contacts fall out on more than one occasion. I had them fall out um, at Wonderland. Yeah, I had them fall out at Wonderland this summer, and I've had them fall out at Space Mountain at Disneyland. And thankfully, at Space Mountain, I was able to get it back in. But at uh, uh, Canada's Wonderland, I was not able to get it back in. So thank God I had brought prescription sunglasses with me that day, or else I would have been. I would have. Like I drove my car that day. Like I would have been, mm-hmm. I would have had to like Uber back to my house. Terrible. Yeah. That's the reason I got my eyes zapped because being a coaster enthusiast with contacts and glasses was no fun. Fair. Very fair. Yeah. All right. To move on to more piles of shit sandwiches. The boomerang <laughs> 1984. Do you like it? Is it a good boomerang? You said it's the be- one better of the clones, right? No, no. Unfortunately, no, this is the only <laughs> this is the only clone that at the park that it's like the worst of the worst. So this is probably the worst boomerang I've been on. Mm-hmm. So fun fact: this is actually the first boomerang that came to North America. So like 1984, like one of the earliest ones. But it's it shows they haven't added the magnetic brakes. They haven't done anything. So it's just it's it like uh, it is the most painful. It is it is about the most painful boomerang I've ever been on. Mm-hmm. Um, those breaks at the end of the ride are so aggressive. <laughs> um, so got my credit, did it, and holy fuck, it would hurt. So <laughs> one and done, one and done situation. Yeah. All right, 1994, we saw the addition of Dragon, which mm-hmm. is an interesting looking coaster. It's an Intamin. To me, just looking at five pictures of it. It looks similar to like a Skull Mountain, um, those indoor Six Flags coasters. Am um, I wrong? Y- yes. So Damn. here, let me pull up a picture of it. Um, so this is the one of the weirdest rides. Intamin has never made anything like this. So think of a Zier, Zier, whatever, Tivoline, and put that inside. So okay. these have giant long cars. Here, I'll... Um, so it has these huge long cars. So that's the cars. Yep. And they're and, and it's absolutely massive. So the station is outside. Um yeah. and the track even looks like a ZR too. Like that's yeah, it, it's it's really strange. So I would say imagine if they put a ZR Tivoli inside. Um okay. it, it does a lot of laps. It's it's basically one giant helix around things, but there is a cool animatronic inside. Um, but oh, yeah. it is very, it, it's very unique. I cannot believe this is Canada's only Intamin, um, but <laughs> very, very unique ride. Um, definitely don't miss it. I think it's a cool one, but it, it has about a thorough level of, as like Jaguar and not. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I do enjoy those rides. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Sounds better than Skull Mountain to me. I, it's, I, I don't know anything about Skull Mountain to be very honest. So I can't say it's like a coaster in a warehouse okay yeah all right uh moving on to the 2010 this is gonna be a hard one to say indoor the attractway you mean ednor the attack <laughs> is that what it Nail is it. 
Yeah, the, it's it's Ed, Ednor is the is what everyone calls it, but like okay. Edmore Le Attack, like it's like the attack. It's it's the French name, but everyone calls mm. it Ednor. So it's the SLC Vacoma. How's it ride? The best SLC ever. It is oh, so yeah. good. It's actually one of my favorite rides in Canada. Like I love it. Oh um, wow! I would say this is like this is when SLC shine like about like their crazy good layout and that sort of thing. It's built over the water, over the lake at yeah. Laurent. And so you get like looking down, like, cause usually when you're an in invert, you can't see shit, but like looking down, you can see the water. It's just so cool. Yeah. It is so smooth. There's actually like, I have some friends here in Toronto that like, you know, they always joke about like, you know, the more painfully SLC, the better, like there's that whole people, yeah. they don't like Ednor because it's too smooth. Like compared to flight <laughs> deck here at Canada's Wonderland, which is like pain city. Yeah. Ednor is so much fun. It has like a little bit of a themed queue as well. Like they added some a theming. It's supposed to be themed to the kind of like a sea monster. And there's uh-huh. actually like some like six flags theming to it. Um, it's a great ride. It runs in great shape. They like run two trains on it. So it's like, which I'm like for a Six Flags SLC, it's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Um, This used to be at Astro World, I believe. Is that where it was? Yeah, from 1999 to 2005. Yeah. And so this open, it's weirdly, it's like one of the few parks with two inverted coasters, but hey, I'll I'll take it because they do two. Like, I just, I love, I love it. So I, I can't speak enough, highly enough about it. I really like this ride. Fun fact from 05 to 2010 or 2009 probably it just sat at great adventure yeah which i guess that's just the closest six flags park to canada no i would well, I mean know. great adventure or great escape sorry great escape is what yeah I great, yeah yeah great escape is only about two hours two or three hours from laurent okay yeah well, look at that they must have space yeah all right moving on to what i what excites me about this park, the 2006 Goliath B&M Hyper out and back coaster kind of looks like a parking lot coaster, but kind of not. But it's, yeah, it's kind of weird because the parking lot was there first and they built the, the coaster, but the coaster, the parking lot's just a weird shape. So really it's kind of like a riverside. I call it the riverside coaster because it's like when it, it leaves the park and goes right along the river. It's beautiful. Nice. Um, it is, it's the, be- it's my personal favorite in the park. Um, it is scary airtime. It's the only B&M hyper in Canada that doesn't have a seatbelt. So it's just oh. like the, it's just the lap because obviously the Cedar Fair hypers have the seatbelts. Mm-hmm. You get scary airtime. And, <laughs> and of course it's the four cross seating. So it's, butter smooth but one of my favorite things about it it has a traditional turnaround so both leviathan and behemoth have hammerhead turnarounds which are you know they're fine but when you get to the end of the turnaround it's truly like a level turnaround so when you turn and then you come back and you do the drop off the 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 turn the it's scary airtime like it is it's amazing. It is, I would say, probably the most the most amount of airtime in them. Uh, maybe maybe Behemoth on a good day, but this would be the most amount of airtime in Canada that you would get. Um, it is amazing. It actually makes me motion sick if I go on it too much because it's wow. that much airtime. Hell yeah! That sounds like a damn good B and M hyper. It's it's so so good. And when they're running two trains, it just it pumps the people through because they're it's it's one of the longer ones. I think it's like eight. It's a really long train. I can't, I, I don't know. It, I, it's either, it, for a small park, it can really pump through the people. Um, and I. this is actually my one and only 
rain ride on a B&M Hyper. I got front row rain ride on this and oh my God, <laughs> I was absolutely soaked. Um, but it was so much fun. So uh, it's, it's such a, it's such a good ride. It's so comfortable, but yeah, not having those seatbelts and the verification of it is pretty crazy. I did a little count off of a blurry Google image. I think it's a nine, nine race. Yeah, it's weirdly long. Like I think yeah. it's, yeah, that's supposed to mean it's even longer than Leviathan. Cause most, most B&Ms, uh, kind of sit at eight or yeah even, so even like a short train to be seven so that's a long train <laughs> so the back row is dang, it's scary like the front row is amazing i mean both have their 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 ups and downs but it's a fun coaster but i yeah like kind of like we talked about i think we talked about it on the canada's one episode about um motion sickness i have to watch myself on this coaster like i definitely it's the one that'll make me motion sick more than any other coaster in the world damn all right this is going to make you motion sick uh, hearing me try to pronounce it. 1967 edition. Marek du Millipatis. <laughs> March du Millipat. <laughs> March of the Millipedes. I... Is that what it's called? I don't know. <laughs> Might as well know. be. Um... <laughs> but this is like a um, like a kitty arrow mine train. Is that? Yeah, exactly. This, this is the only code credit I don't have in the park. This uh, is the only one that opened um, with the expo in 1967. So uh, it's still there. So it's, um, I think it's one of the, I think it's the fourth or fifth or maybe even second oldest operating aero coaster still in existence. Um, obviously Matterhorn's first, but um, it's up there for some of the oldest ones. Yeah. Um, you need a child to ride it. Sometimes if it's dead, you, they, they'll let you go, but it, it's they're they're I don't know. I've heard pretty, if I've never tried it, but I've heard not great stories about it, but people have gotten rides on this, but exactly. It's a very short, very tiny micro aero mine train. Um, but it's kind of built into the ground. Like it's not mm-hmm. up. It's not like up like most coasters. It's like kind of down. So oh, wow. it looks fun, but um, yeah, never ridden it. That'd be similar to like the mini mine train at Six Flags Over Texas. Very similar. Very yeah. similar. Okay. Love that ride. It gives me <laughs> vibes of that uh, backyard coaster. Uh, blue. Blue streak. Blue streak. Yeah. <laughs> nice. No corkscrew though. No corkscrew. No. Or, or no shed. No. The shed is what oh. gives it character. That's right. <laughs> All right, on to Monster, the 1985 William Cobb. This, I didn't notice this. This is a raising coaster, like dueling. Mm-hmm. It is. Is it good? So this is probably the most like weird coaster. This is the one that's rumored to go next. So yeah, I it is two separate tracks. So truly it is two coasters and it's different. So it's not like a Gemini where it's like, side to side like they actually have different side like i wouldn't say it's it's dueling like like in a lightning racer sort of thing but mm-hmm. even though they're side to side like they'll drop at different times and that sort of thing so it is different um i have only ridden uh, track one of this is the only one that was open um the only one that got open for this year's season they it was actually closed for all of the 2020 season and they were working on it like crazy and this year they got track one open and i don't know if they ever got track two open i don't think they did but it is the weirdest ride at some points it's ejector airtime at some points it feels like a car crash and at some points it feels like a monorail um it's the drop is infamously not as steep as the lift hill the lift hill is steeper than the drop (laughs) but the thing is though it's not a traditional you got to kind of remove yourself from what you'd expect a wooden coaster to be 
there is no drop on it. Like it more of is like, it slowly works its way down. And so by the end you're flying, of course, like by the end you're absolutely flying, but you don't really have a lot of like big camelbacks. Like you're just kind of slowly working your way around. So when you hit that break run, you are absolutely flying. (laughs) Um, What I say it's enjoyable. Eh, I'm not sure. Um, It is one of the tallest wooden coasters in North America. It's freaking tall. It's like 150 feet or something like that. It's, 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 it's massive. Um, It's, it was, it's it's famously always says it won the best coaster. Um, There's like this, this poll on Facebook or something in 2010. And it won as the best coaster of the six flags chain, like a beat out X2 and stuff like that. (laughs) And they have like signs everywhere, like all over the station saying it beat out this, it beat out that it beat out King to and El Toro. And everyone's like, no, it's not that good. But (laughs) what's that? Go ahead. That sounds like the equivalent of like a park putting up a banner for winning one of our Instagram knockout challenges. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a thing. Yeah, it's I think T three is gonna gonna go ahead and put up their worst banner, worst worst coaster banner for sure this year. Oh my god, they're they're trying. Hey, anything to market, right? You gotta you gotta yeah. get that marketing. You do. Um, no bad. Yeah, it's, it was. I think it was a Facebook poll. Here, I'll pull up. I took a picture of it because I was like, "What the fuck?" Okay, here it is. <laughs> Did you know that in two thousand eight, the monster won the Tournament of Thrills Six Flags Facebook contest to determine the best ride in the world. The monster beat rides like X2 at Magic Mountain, the Comet at Great Escape, and El Toro at Nitro at Great Adventure. And this is like a legit <laughs> sign. Like they they commission this. This is not like a poster. Like oh, it's actually man. like in the station oh. beside the queue. So whoever had that made doesn't understand trolling then. I know, exactly. <laughs> so and it's been up there ever since. It was in an El Toro Ryan video from 2019. So like Yikes. it's a permanent fixture in the queue. Um Beautiful. But um, this is the one that if it opens next year, I would highly me- recommend to ride it because it is rumored. It has been rumored for years that it is the next one to go. It takes up a massive, massive plot of land. It is always down. They're having constant issues with it. And this to be rumored is the one that it, if Six Flags is trying to like work all through all like the um, uh, legal hurdles to work in Canada, this is the coaster that they're going to try this. So this is rumored to be the first ever rmc in canada if they can ever make it happen so wow would you like it to be an rmc or would you rather them just knock that shit down for like space in the park it just depends on what they do with it i I know and i know it's a cop-out answer but like if they make it like (laughs) twisted timbers no absolutely not tear it down and put five boomerangs in but like (laughs) if it's if they do it a good job like i'm just what I what actually ideally what I'd like is I'd like them to make it more like a wicked cyclone style and make it the footprint smaller so mm-hmm. they could put more they could fit like the coaster plus maybe a flat ride or maybe more restaurants or something like that like I'd like them to do more with the space than just one coaster if that makes sense yeah. or if they were gonna just fully knock it down like do like a massive coaster but I'm I'm not thinking big in terms of what Six Flags wants to spend for that park so I'm thinking ideally I'd love for them to rmc it make it more of a smaller scale ish rmc like maybe keep the height but don't do like a giant dueling one but leave some room open maybe in the middle or something for like a really good flat ride because um has a good loran has a good flat ride collection but it is aging like there is there is some uh, gaps there for flat rides okay one other thing i'd like to point out about it before we move on is i'm loving the uh what i can only assume are to uh catch your head if you swing too hard to the left or right depending on which side of the train you're on because it's got like these wings that stick up that are Mm -hmm. padded yeah the the clearance 
the clearances are scary on this coaster. Like you feel like you're going to hit your head or you could hit your arms. Like it is, it's yeah. It's a, it's a once it's a unique ride and I appreciate that about it. Um, But yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's just weird. All right. The next coaster toboggan Nordic, Nordic 2003. It is a Mac wild mouse. Sam Parallel. Uh, there Sam, you go. Sam Parallel. Oh, it's Sam Parallel. I didn't read my notes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just a wild mouse. There's nothing. It's not the worst one. It's not Coast Rider at knots, but it's not the best one. So it's just somewhere in the middle. All right. And then the last one, which um, probably one of the more intense rides at the park. Vampire. Don't get it confused with Viper. Very similar French words. <laughs> Very similar. 2002, yeah. it's the B&M invert. Batman clone. Not called Batman, which we appreciate. Um, how, how is it? How's it run? It's a Batman. Um, it is. It is. Um, it is super intense. So I yeah. have written. Um, how many? How many Batman clones have I written? Probably like four, I think, at this point. It is so intense. It's more intense than Alpengeist. It's just, it's inside. I don't know how they run this thing, but it's like, it's hard to ride because it's that intense. I would say the only other intense coaster, I would say it's the second most intense coaster in Canada after Mindbender in Edmonton. Um, It's just positive Gs like crazy. Um, It runs, it's scary how fast it runs. Um, I just rode the one at Magic Mountain a couple weeks ago, and it might as well be a different manufacturer. It doesn't even feel the same. Oh, wow. um, I'd say the only, for me, the only invert that comes close to the intensity is Banshee, but I love Banshee. Um, this is, yeah. Al- that's why when I wrote Alpengeist, I was like, that's so boring. Like, why does everyone think Alpengeist is so great? Because like, I'm like, I-, I rode the vampire and I'm like, holy shit, that thing is like insane. Um, but it's a great ride. It is. I love the, I- one of my favorite things about that ride is it's um, the-, the backdrop of the bridge is right there. So I got lots of amazing, it- it- the bridge that, um, the Jacques Cartier bridge that really frames the park just adds to the whole, the whole um, amazing look of it. But the ride itself is so, so good. Um up there with my favorite inverts. Um, it's definitely up there. Um, but yeah, I would say it's it's scary. It's 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 int- more intense than anything at Wonderland for sure. Beautiful. Yeah. I was gonna say compared to other uh, inverts, the the Batman clones seem to be just much more aggressive than pretty much any others. It's like they did that and was like maybe we should tone it down or just do something a little different. Yeah. I, especially without a mid-course break run to slow you down. Like, I mean, Alpengeist brings you to a dead halt. So the whole second half is dead. Like there's like, there's, there's nothing. I don't even count the second half as part of the ride. Cause it barely does anything. Whereas the Batman clones don't have that mid-course to really slow down. Or you have something like Raptor at Cedar point, which like barely slows you down. Um, but you're right. Like it's just, I guess they just wanted to just test the layout, but it put as many, because it was 92 when they were first invented. So inversions were still king back then. So they really said, how many inversions can we put in on this short layout of this, at this park in, in great America. And uh, they really, I, I love it. I, I think they really did it. Um, I think it was a really good addition. It was one it was the first one six flags added after they took over the park in the early two thousands. And I think it just, it totally added so much 
energy and thrill ride to the park because at the time right beside it was actually an Intamin stand-up coaster it was truly right beside it so back in that back area of that park was like two heavy hitters um, um at the park and so unfortunately the uh stand-up coaster and uh super menage the vacoma looper are no longer anymore so never got to ride those unfortunately actually there was two it, um there was the there was a togo stand-up here and the Intamin stand-up in montreal in canada now no more stand-ups so sad I know. Well, you stand up on any of the flat rides at all or any other attractions? Uh, not that I've been on. <laughs> we do not endorse standing on any attractions at the room. No. Not safe. No, do not. Um, well, some other attractions, flat rides. Um, full disclosure, I think I've only actually ever been on one flat ride at La Ronde. Um, <laughs> nice. I'm just, I, I've never really been a big flat ride person. I don't like anything that just spins you just mm-hmm. for like the sake of spinning. I don't find it that fun. I love drop towers. That's like one of my, that's my, obviously my favorite, but yeah, yeah, they're not. But anyways, we'll go, we'll, we'll definitely go through them. I won't spend too, too much time on them. There's a lot of kids rides, like a lot, a lot. Um, they pack a lot into this park, so I won't go really over them. I'll just do more of the, the, um, uh, notable ones. There is a Larson Loop named Chaos. Uh, they actually on the website says is it it is a seven story chaotic loop roller coaster. So Six Flags really marketing it as a as a coaster. So uh, you if you get your Larson Loop fix here, um, I should have put it on my rundown. I'm sorry. Exactly. I'm just getting exactly. lazy over here. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, one of the more unique ones that has historical ones that I know enthusiasts like. There is a husk condor here called Condor. Uh, it was closed in 2000 in the 2020 season, but it was open this year. I didn't ride it actually, but um, that is, I, I would say like I've, if I've seen people post about flat rides, that seems to be some of the more historical ones. I think there was one at Hershey Park that people will always talk about, but like I said, I'm not, not really a big flat ride or historical flat ride person. I'm just kind of a, it's there and it's all good. There's a lawn ornament of one at, at Worlds of Fun. <laughs> like it just it just doesn't it doesn't it just doesn't work oh okay it does sometimes but most of the time nah you're not riding that thing <laughs> oh my god um the next ride is called demon which is seems to it looks like i'm looking at the website i think i've seen it in person it looks more like a top spin style ride it looks like one of the ones that kind of moves its arms in you know it doesn't just stay stationary it moves it up and down oh it's a, it's a little wiggly yeah, a little wiggly, yeah. So um, I've never been on that either, but uh, that is there in terms of the um, flat rides. Um, on the next one, ooh, what's this one? I'm on the website here. Oh, they have an SNS drop tower. Orbit, they have an SNS drop tower? Wow, <laughs> finding things out on the website. I'm like, why haven't I been on? I love drop towers. So, anyways. Well, I'm trying to find it on the park map. I don't know where it's at. Um, you don't have to do the same. I just can't find no, it. No, I'm, I'm just interested. <laughs> I'm just interested. Where, where are you? Is it on the lake? No, that's the observation tower. Oh, you know what? It is. Yes, it is. It's right beside. Oh my god, I know exactly where it is. It's um on the way. So we go in the entrance, you turn left, and you go towards Vampire. It's if you turn, it's right on the lake as you head okay. towards Vampire. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. It's and like it's right in the middle of the lake, right? On a platform I... in the middle of the lake, right? Yeah. Okay. Shit, I should go on this next year, next year. Um, anyway, <laughs> so now. 
it's yeah it's true. yeah they don't do any any christmas stuff um just like worlds of fun just like um <laughs> um so anyways it's called orbit orbit <laughs> orbite orbit something whatever it is um so that's uh that's what that's called I, another um more um uh more unique ones there's actually two pendulum rides here one is inwards facing called manitou which is more similar to like a um like the the claw at hershey park or whatever those those ones are so they're similar to a um a uh a, a carnival but the other one which is much more notable is i think it's very new it's, it was built in 2016 or 2017 is canada's only zamperla giant discovery called titan um, it, it is a such a fun ride. They as well built it right beside the lake. So when you swing over, you see, you look down to the lake as one unfortunate person beside me found out that they wore their hat on the ride. The hat unfortunately got eaten up by the lake. So, and they were like, can you, the, 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 the ride ops, they're like, can you go get the, the, the hat in the water? And the ride ops were like, no, like what your hat's gone. Like, so beautiful ride. Don't wear your hat on it because it will go into the lake. Um, but two pendulum rides, I Titan is the only one I've been on. The only flat ride in the park I've been on. It's actually the only Zamperla Giant Discovery I've been on. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved it. I love how long the ride cycles are of, the, of that thing. So much better than Cyclone at Canada's Wonderland. So that is um, that is the pendulum rides. And then the last one, I know it's kind of a weird one. There's a couple other, you know, there's more just general flat rides. But the only other one I want to mention is similar to Hershey Park. There's one of those like mini monorails. Like, you know, you know, at Hershey Park, they go, it goes like all around. It kind of goes outside. Yeah. There's an even smaller version of it at Laurent called mini rail. And it literally, I don't even know how it's still standing, but like, it looks like a toy. It's so small and goes all around. I've never seen it running ever. I don't know if it ran in 2019, <laughs> but in 2020 and 2021, it did not, did not run. It is, it is so small and micro, but um, if it is running, I highly recommend going on it. It would offer some great views of the park. It goes right up against the lake and right. It runs right up against um, the Monstre and um and everything so that's kind of the flat ride there's a lot of flat rides here um and there's um uh there's one water ride the splash they actually just got it open it's just a shoot the sh- regular shoot the shoots ride but um honestly this park packs a punch there's a lot to it so one thing i love about it is there's just so much kinetic energy there's not a lot of dead zones there's always something to look at because it's such a small park so yeah those are kind of the non-coasters um that are at the park and then I do want to bring up one that caught my eye. I don't know the name of it, but they have a sky coaster that goes out over the lake. That is like that's got to be kind of good. Oh yeah, the sky coaster. That's the one where you tie they tie you together, right? And yeah, they, yeah. And, and you Logan pay a shitload of money and <laughs> get on that over <laughs> yes. a lake. Yeah, so. Logan and I were talking about those last night on the episode. So listen for that next week at on nice. coasting. But uh, um. They, I think they do. I don't. I, I don't usually. I've only ever done one of those ones. So I, I, um, they have a lot of those kind of like they have a slingshot. I think too that yeah. that you can pre they pay extra for. Nice. I just like to bring it up. Used to be a side controller back in the day, and used to ride those for free. So like Same. in my mind, it's like, ooh, if I could ride this for free, I would ride this one. Don't know that I paid for side it. controller card from 2010. Nice. I got like I'll I'll find. I think I had it for five years. That was the life, dude. That was the life. All right. Um, last thing we got to cover about Le Ronde is the food. Le food. Le 
food. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, yeah, uh, there's actually some good looking options here. Um, this first one, I'm going out alphabetically. Um, you know, I was learning along the way and there was some some stuff I'd like to share, you know, what specifically it is rather than just saying what it is. Um, the, this first restaurant is called Amir. Uh, looks to be a Middle Eastern um, menu. Sorry, kept wanting to say recipe. Um, so this first one I've never heard of is called Shish Tauk, uh, which is a traditional marinated chicken shish kebab. Um, mm. So I, you know, I'm all for kebabs. If uh, you're wanting your kebab fix, you can get it at Amir. Um, they also, also love have... to say uh, shish kebab. That's a fun word to say. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can also get falafel, which is, oh, I had it and then it went away. Uh, falafel. Deep fried chickpea. Yes. Thank you. Mm. I, th- uh, I thought I had it on there, but it's because I, I always, I've never actually had falafel. I know it's, it, it looks kind of like a fried dumpling, but or uh, something. You guys know what I'm trying, trying to yeah. say here. Um, and then shawarma, which is essentially a gyro. Uh, they also have hummus. So if you, you're wanting your fix for any of that at Laurent, you can get it at Amir. Um, the next will be Fines Poutine Plus. If you missed out on poutine in Toronto or in the actual city of Montreal, you can get it at the park. Uh, they also have hot dogs, uh, sausage on a stick, which I can only assume is a corn dog um and onion rings um the next is halt gourmand le manche nailed it mm. uh i think you did <laughs> nail it uh with uh salad sandwiches and snacks ready for carry out uh, they had a picture of a croissant and that's what lured me in um but to back up yeah uh i did take french for three years so i have to try and do mrs downey proud Shout out, uh, Mrs. Downey, Raytown South. What's up? Yep. <laughs> um, the next on the list is Coco Curry, uh, which looks to be primarily a uh, Indian menu. Um, kicking off with samosas, which I've heard samosa in a sentence, but never really bothered to look up what it does. And it's essentially a fried or baked pastry with a savory filling, like that might include uh, spice. Potatoes, onions, peas, chicken, possibly other meats, lentils. You never uh, had a samosa before. I, I've never had a samosa before. Is that, I have I, had Indian food, just never had samosas. I have one in my fridge, right? Like I don't know. Maybe that's a because it is Indian food, but in Canada, samosas are everywhere. Like they're mm. big, so maybe they're. Uh, I was having. I was going to have one for I'm dinner never, as soon as we're done. So interesting, but I've, I've never heard of one. Oh, I wonder. Maybe it's just bigger in, in, in bigger in Canada, but. Coco Curry is the my favorite place to eat in all of Laurent. I absolutely love it. Um, it. It's yeah, it's the best. I'd love to try one. It, it looks delicious. Like I googled them, and I, I'm all about it. I need to get my fix. There's some good Indian places here, so I'm gonna have. When to... we're done recording, I'll show you my samosa I'm about to eat. I'll you'll get the visual. I'm ready for it. <laughs> uh, they've also got butter chicken, beef curry, and naan bread. Um, so if you're needing a fix for any of that. Coco Curry is the place and got the ringing endorsement from Mitch. So hit him up. Uh, he did the, a dance. He did. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> the last food I'm going to address, I've got one more after this, but uh, the last food I'll address is Rolopan, which uh, looks to be a variety of hot and cold crepes. And that's about as long as their uh, 
descriptor was on the site. So can't really give you much more than that. Um, but I also wanted to give a drink shout. Uh, they've got uh, Bar Rouge, uh, which has beer, cocktails, wine, and salted snacks. So. Come for the beer, stay for the salted snacks. Yeah. <laughs> this I love La Ronde. Um, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's my favorite food park in Canada. It I love it because it's not like La, La Canada's one of which just has just chain restaurants. Like They actually have places in here. Um, and what, what I love about it is there's because for a small park, they have so many food places. So there's almost never a line at any of them. Cause like even the, like even the busiest ones have enough people to go through. And then the last thing I'll say about food at Laurent is there's this area called Fort Edmonton, which is, I, it just like, it totally brings me back to home. Cause it's named after the fort in, in Alberta where I'm from, where West Edmonton Mall is, but Fort Edmonton is truly themed to like a wild West area, but they actually tried to make it like an area you want to stay in. So there's like a saloon where you can get beer and alcohol and wine. There's like a burger place and there's sandwich place. That's it's where um, Amir is located. It's also where Halt Gourmet is um, is located. So like where you can get, so you can get all these different food areas. There's tons of seating, but it's truly a themed food area. And like, I've, I haven't been to a lot of Six Flags areas, Six Flags parks, but it is totally I've never seen anything like that as Six Flags or even a Cedar Fair Park to have like a, just a themed area just for food and restaurants that's like dedicated to it. And I just love it because you can get so many different people can get different types of food in this one area that's not just like kind of going all over the park. So that's what I want to say about Food of Laurent. I, again, like... Oh. Jeff just like... Oh. Oh, okay. We lost one. Okay, we're done. We're Jeff lost, literally lost just uh, like started wrestling something, and uh, he's gone now. So. All right. <laughs> Hopefully, he'll join back in a couple secs. But uh, we'll see. <laughs> anyways, I was going to say, I just love. I, I was what I was going to talk about is bring it back to the discussion we had about some of the coaster YouTubers that have gone there, have complained about the food, and like they're saying all there is is this poutine. That's all there is. And I was like, I go there. I'm like, what? There's How like can you, you can get that? every every kind of food you want. Like if you're in the mood for smoothies, crepes, poutine, beaver tails, curry, there's just regular burger places. Like I'm like, and there's pizza too. And so I'm just like, I I don't see it. Like I don't know what part of the park they saw. I had I've had completely different experiences all three times I've been. Um, and I've always come away very happy with the food. Yeah, and I would say like it's refreshing to even see that um you know you, you some of these foods you're not going to find it like other amusement parks no. at all. And like, we're not talking it's gourmet, like cocoa curry. If you're like, if you love Indian food, it's not gourmet, but like to have an option for like a vegan chickpea curry, that's something for me that has like protein, protein and stuff like that. Okay. Welcome back. Yep. Sorry. My cat decided to take <laughs> down my setup and <laughs> apologies for any audio interruptions. <laughs> it was awesome because we just on screen just saw like, you wrestling a cat and then you went away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we yeah. heard some of the fight. So that that's was my, fun. that's my fat. Just this won't help any listeners, but that's my, my fat son Templeton back there. He, Templeton, uh, man. He, uh, he was, it's been too long since he had attention. So he decided that he was going to take down the podcast. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, we wrapped up the food, bro. I appreciate it. Yep. And uh, so it's time to move on to Quebec. I say Quebec. Quebec. You say it differently, Mitch. I say so I, I, Yeah, say it because 
I feel Quebec? like a dummy because you say it, you pronounce it differently. Quebec? You say Quebec. Yeah, like almost like a K, like okay. Quebec. I'm going to try to say that. Yeah. Quebec. And um, I knew you could do it. Yeah. So, Mitch, tell us about Quebec. Absolutely. So, we just talked about Montreal, which is a historical city. This is even historically as fuck. This is even more historical. Historical as fuck, bro. <laughs> It is so fucking historical. <laughs> so if you're a history nut like me, not that listen, we've had lots of fun chats. We've had like how the government structured and what the queen does in Canada. You come to Coaster Cousins for all kinds of shit and we're giving it to you. So anyways. It's a um, history, motherfucker. Exactly. So this is even more <laughs> historical than Montreal. So it is further downriver from Montreal. So that means it's closer to the ocean from, from where Montreal is. It's the first place where the St. Lawrence River really narrows. So when Jacques Cartier was coming in, um, exploring North America through the 1500s, he found lots of indigenous settlements along the river because it's where the river narrows and where a lot of the different peoples on both sides could trade. So they established a French settlement there in 1535. And the actual city was founded by Samuel de Champlain in 1608. So it has been continually inhabited by Europeans since 1608, but for, of course, millennia um, with from uh, indigenous people. So it is truly one of the places where Canada's history started. Oh. Yeah. I'll be damned. I know. Good job, Quebec. So, yeah, I know. So it is a very historic city. It has been always a, a place of importance. Um, during it, it, it still to this day is the largest walled city in U.S. and Canada. So it's fully, the old part, the old city is fully walled in, like truly like medieval European wow. style. And inside the walled city, like barely any cars are let in because the streets are so narrow. They're so historic and cobblestone. And, and like I mentioned earlier in the show, the whole old city is a um, UNESCO World Heritage Site. So uh, this is a, this city is very, very historical. Um, it, uh, it has, it ha- has a lot of charm to it. Um, I've always wanted to go here. It's one of the places I've actually never been in Canada. I've never been this far East, but um, yeah, in terms of history, it, uh, it just has a lot. I, um, I, I'll talk a little bit more of the history. I think when I go through the attractions, because a lot of the attractions actually correspond to the history on that. So is that next on the rundown? It yeah. Is. The attractions. Beautiful. So attractions if you like history this is the place for you and we're we're all about history so uh <laughs> during the seven years war which is the the war that gave you know the british control of north america um this was a quebec city was like a major major uh kind of choke point for it so there was a big battle here that the british tried to take the citadel at quebec city called the battle of the plains of abraham and that is that those plains are still preserved to this day, so you can actually go and tour them. I think they do like reenactments of the of the um, battle. So this is the Seven Years' War is about twenty to thirty years before the American Revolutionary War. So there was obviously no America versus French. Um, so I've heard very very good things about it. I we learned we had to learn all about the Seven Years' War growing up in in school and how Canada became Canada well, from a Eurocentric point of view, of course. But anyways, <laughs> history, uh, you know. Yeah, you know, history in Canada, but yeah. So anyways, the Plains of Abraham are are there. So they are, um, uh, you can tour them and there's uh, and learn all about that. Um, I have a that, question. Like, yeah. I mean, you're on a roll, but I'm oh, going to yeah. bring this to a halting stop. The Seven yeah. Years' War, did they name that before the war started? No, it was after. Because okay. then it's like, this war here is going to take seven years. 
Guys, we've got some content to fill. Keep it rolling. <laughs> it, it was just one of those things where, like, World War One wasn't named World War One until World War well, World War One happened. But funny enough, Seven Years' War was actually originally people call it the First World War because it was like it was one of the first ones to encompass over on multiple continents. So there was fighting oh. in Europe and blah blah blah. Um, okay. um, actually George Washington did lots of fighting for the British during the seven years war. So he, that's where he got most of his military experience before the revolutionary war, but the guy um, from Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. The guy from <laughs> Hamilton. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Benedict <laughs> Arnold was there, you know, all of them were there, all the, all, all our favorite friends. Anyway, anyways. Um, so that's the Plains of Abraham. The main attraction, like I mentioned in Quebec city that most people go to visit is what's called old Quebec or the walled city, or it's also called, I think I called it the Citadel of Quebec. So it truly is a built in ancient wall around the city and they've, and inside used to be the entire, where all the people lived. And then of course there was the military fort as well, right beside it. But inside that city is very, very, um, very historic. Again, cobblestone streets, um, and pretty much most of the tourist areas of Quebec city. So this is where, like, this is called the best place to visit, um, in Canada in the winter because it, it, it comes alive at Christmas and it really looks like an old European, um, city. And now one of the things I do want to mention is a very, very famous winter carnival happen happens in Quebec in February. And it's truly called the Carnival like de Quebec, the winter carnival, um, it happens in February and they have a very famous yet creepy um, mascot named Bonhomme. And it kind of looks like the Michelin man. Oh um, yeah. But he's very famous. Don't Google it. Yeah. It's a little bit creepy. Oh, I'm going to dream about him tonight. I know. So the winter carnival is something that people come from across Canada and the world to go to. Um, it's supposed to be very beautiful. There's lots of ice sculpture competitions. There's ice skating. There be, and they're like frozen bars and that kind of thing. So they're really trying to, it's kind of where I would want to go in February because if the winter is so shit up here, it kind of like Christmas is done. There's something else to look forward to. Um, so I'd say if you are going to visit Quebec um, and you don't want to go in the summer, the great thing about this park that we're going to talk about is it's indoors. If you want to go in February, you can visit this winter carnival and another part when the city comes alive. And so it's very, very famous um, uh, carnival that, um, that uh, people go see uh, in the city. So it kind of takes place all over the city. And I just wanted to mention it, even though it's not like something to see like all year, I just wanted to mention that sort of thing. Um, the second last attraction that I want to mention, I just want to blast through these. Cause I mean, I, I think at this point people have been listening for a while, but it's, it's, there's lots of beautiful things to see in, in Quebec city, but the main hotel, um, the main kind of icon of the city is called the Chateau Frontenac, which is a very historic CP hotel um, when you think about Canada, I think most people think of historic hotels. They think of the Banff Springs in the mountain, or they think of the Chateau Frontenac. It, it actually, if you've ever been to Epcot, they actually recreated the Chateau oh, Frontenac yes. at the Epcot Pavilion, the, the absolutely shit Canada Pavilion at Epcot, <laughs> the, literally the worst pavilion. And I'm actually disturbed that they've just like kept it in just such a horrible state. The movie is great, but besides the movie, like everything else sucks about the pavilion. So um, and there's just nothing at the Chateau Front. Like, this is they built this big, beautiful Chateau Frontenac, and you can't even go in it. Like, what? Why? Is uh, is La Cellier? La Cellier least... is in the basement of it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that's the rest of it is just fake. Yeah. Offices. Like, 
there, I don't even know what's up there. I think they used to use to be because, like, you know, there's the stores right at the front of the pavilion. Yeah. The stores apparently used to go all the way back and you used to be able to get like snacks and stuff like that and beer back there. But now the only place you can get beer is either at La Cellier or at the beer cart. Mm-hmm. You can't. And I'm like, why? Why do you have all this wasted space over here? And I know like they're they're working on Epcot. I'm not I'm not a big Epcot person. Um, and Canada just makes it even Canada just makes it even worse for me. And also worst pavilion for food festival, worst pavilion for any of the food. Fe- like it's just, it's just so bad. So, mm-hmm. um, but the movie is great. I haven't seen the new one yet, but the one with Martin short was fantastic. So I've um, never seen the Canada movie. Um, it's supposed to be good. The new one I think is hosted by Eugene Levy, I think, or Dan Levy mm-hmm. or the people from Shits Creek. So oh, nice. um, <laughs> yeah. So apparently it's supposed to be good. Anyways, this is a very, aside the chateau frontenac is very historical if you really want to spend the money and stay right in the center of the walled city this is where you stay it's a very historic hotel it is truly a canadian icon it overlooks the saint lawrence river so that's kind of why they call it the citadel because the whole city and the fort and everything are right at the top of this giant hill along the saint lawrence so beautiful views um they literally built it because it was a military strategic point um, and then the last thing I'll mention, speaking of military, is truly called La Citadel de Quebec. Like it's really called in English, it's called Fort Quebec, or that's how we pronounce it here. And it is a recreation of the old French military garrison post there. So again, very historical. Um, this is where um, this is where like you know you go on your tours. They'd see. I, I think it's actually right beside the Plains of Abraham. I don't know exactly in relation to where it is. Because the Battle of the Plains of Abraham was to try and breach the Citadel and also the Walled City. So um, lots of historical things to do and see. But um, much smaller city than Montreal. Like, I think there's only about 800,000 people here. But what you do see is, like, very European and very beautiful. So still lots of um, uh, great sites and things like that. Um, But, um, yeah, those are the kind of the attractions. Lots of history. So sorry if you're not a big history buff, I would say... Not maybe not the city for you, but I would say the Winter Carnival is something I really would love to experience one day. I saw um, maple syrup on a stick. Oh, that's very yeah. That's yeah. a very common Canadian snack. Is like you you put maple syrup in snow and then you stick that's a right. you, and you stick a popsicle stick in it and then you wait for it to freeze and then they pull it out. It's a very very. Mm-hmm. So if you're at any winter festival in Canada, that's that's pretty much what they do. They don't really do it. It's funny, they don't really do it that much in Ontario because it's not fucking cold enough. Like, it's not, literally, we're barely Canada. Like, we're literally barely Canada. But back home in in Alberta and in Quebec and stuff like that, it's very common to do. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Oh, how about some food? I'm getting hungry, Jeff. Yeah, before we, before I dive into the food, I just have to circle back and say, Bonhomme is fucking terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to show that to my wife because she'll be mad. That's like a that's like somebody's um, night terror monster. Like you feel like you're awake and you see that thing in the fucking corner. Sleep paralysis demon. Yes, yes, that. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, And oh my god, I'm I'm going to have a dream about that tonight. I was going to say when when you post on the Instagram about this episode, the first picture should just be a picture of Bonhomme, like with no text or nothing. Like you have the series of photos where it's just as normal, but to the first picture, which is inexplicable or, or have it like in the middle, like have it like, have it just like right somewhere in the middle, just his face with no text or nothing. And just like, he's got to have him. He's got to have him appear. We're going to lose all of our listeners. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um, (laughs) 
So this, uh, I'm going to kick it off. I, I, I've got a few options here and all of them are very, very French. Um, Caleb, I'm going to message you this first one because I'm not sure okay. uh, how I could make it any clearer. But uh, Le Cal Bistro et Crepaille, nailed it, wow. <laughs> uh, looks to be the place to hit to reconcile your crepe fix. They also have burgers and other entree options for the less adventurous members of your group. Um, there's some, like, there's a burger, uh, there's a burger that has poutine cheese on it, apparently. Um, I had to, I was going to ask what a pogo is, but it looks like it's a corn dog, I assume. Is that not, are they not called pogos in, in the U.S.? No, they're just called Hell corn not. dogs. Well, pogo is kind of like, um, here it's kind of like Kleenex and tissue here, you know, like people mm. just call Pogo, like they, like there is a brand of corn, frozen corn dogs called Pogos here. And I think people have just adopted the name at, but I would say corn dog is what corn dog is what I would expect to be at a, at like a fair or like, a, or like a, or like a carnival. And a Pogo is what like comes out of the freezer. That's kind of how I mm. determine it. Okay. But I think it's just because Pogo is just such a major brand of frozen corn dogs. Well, and it is, so it's only on the kids menu. I was looking for the adult equivalent on there, but apparently only children eat corn dogs. So, um, uh, just so up, Jeff. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, they so they also have a duck confit burger, which looks pretty good. Um, I will say, uh, as far as the ratio for the overall menu, there's there's a handful of vegetarian options, but it seems to be a pretty weak selection. Um, uh, so. I, French food in Quebec City are not known for its vegan options. I mean, foie gras is born. It's what that's the home of foie gras, and that's like the anti-vegetarian option. <laughs> so it, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm sure there are some in the city, but it, it, if you're thinking more traditional and you're looking for like the good restaurants in Quebec City, now nah, they would they wouldn't have them. So um, mm. I, I'm not. I'm not. And it's, it's a smaller city too, so not not expecting a like gourmet array of food. I, I did grab one for you, but it'll oh. be the most one. Yep. Um, the uh, the next place on the list, uh, I'll send this one to you as well, Caleb, because uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm going to butcher the holy hell out of this pronunciation. And we'll text uh, all the listeners this as well. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll text all the listeners. Just let me know that you're about to listen. Uh, God. Oh, Ancient Canadians. Nailed it. That's probably also horribly butchered. Um, this looks to be an upscale option, uh, kind of reading it like an old style, but, uh, the prices are up there. Um, but this also looks to be the place to go to try uh, local traditional meat pies or pea soup. Um, there's some out there stuff listed too, like pig's knuckle. Um, so it's, it's going to be all kind of, it seems like it's kind of like country cuisine, maybe um but you know french style um and there's there's a lot of uh there's I, i'm not sure what what pd is but they've also got bison and red deer so i'm assuming uh because it's they're all part of a meal called the three tenderloins so i'm assuming it's a meat of some sort um maybe maybe quadruped let's i'm just gonna google it now what is what pd what is what pd it looks to be a massive fucking deer Oh, I've never even heard of it. Right. He just threw his cat. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to take everything out again. I can't have it. It's a war on Templeton right now. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, that's 
it, it the the images I did look up for the food that's available there is it looks delicious, but uh, this is definitely the most expensive of the options that uh, I'm going to list here. Um, so just you know, if you want good local food, this looks to be a great place for it. You're just going to have to bust out the wallet. So, all right, on to the next. Uh, Le Barach a frit. Nailed it. I can stop saying that. Um, <laughs> to long and short of it, it's uh, fried chicken and fries. Uh, they've got some burgers too, but apparently they have ridiculously good fried chicken from what I'm reading. Um, so if you're wanting a good simple fix of fried chicken, Le Barach a frit. Uh, and then, so the drum roll for the last, uh, our, our one vegan restaurant, um, the first article I read said the only for Quebec City, but now on their own website, it's billed as the first 100% vegan restaurant. So I'm guessing others are taking a crack at it finally, but this one is called Le Don. Le Don. Um, I, get the, I thought I had the menu pulled up and it went away, but they have, uh, this one is also going to be, it looks to be kind of upscale, but they've got, it looks like they're tackling some, uh, uh, a lot of awesome dishes. Like I, I, I love a good risotto. They've got risotto on there. Um, just lots of, lots of great things. I'll, I'll leave you all to check it out, but that is a, it, it looks to be a very, very well rated, uh, vegan restaurant. It so looks good. It the the wall looks very fun. Like look at all the look at this very fun wall. Like I love wall. restaurants with character like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think I picked out Wiley Coyote on there too. Yeah, yeah. There was the Statue of Liberty, the Mona Lisa, Ninja Turtles, Tweety, Tom and Jerry, Winnie the Pooh. Just looks fun. Just yeah, lots of cultural references. Yeah, but yeah, Ladon. Uh, and that that rounds up what I've grabbed for Quebec City, but it's very like looking around. It's it's going to be a lot of uh, places that pretty much stick to um, heritage and traditions. So very French. <laughs> Love it. Nice. Now um, there is a little bit of an attraction to go here too. Not quite a theme park. Maybe some sort of indoor family entertainment center slash indoor theme park. Discount Galaxy Land is what it is. Discount Galaxy Land. We'll call it that. The name of Discount Galaxy Land is Mega Park. And uh, Jeff, I don't know if you had any history on this or if any is available. Yeah, I do. Nice. Um, actually, before I get into that, uh, when hopping into their site, uh, for anybody that might be visiting soon, uh, it does say that a vaccination passport is mandatory. So I'm assuming that just essentially means bring your card saying you've been you've received your vaccine that's that's now all parks in canada actually it's all places in canada so if anyone is looking to play looking to visit canada in general every province has now instituted mandatory back vaccination records so that's just as simple as even showing a picture of your if you're american your cdc card on your phone you don't even need it you don't need this physical card just a picture of it but wonderland now requires it for all entry used to be just for the restaurants but now even just to get into Winterfest, it requires it um i would say any in ontario anywhere that's somewhat controlled so even if it anywhere indoor and even outdoors if it has like a gate like a zoo or something like that that all requires vaccination um uh, mandates and if you don't like that then stay the fuck out of our country (laughs) hey Enjoy your freedom. 
Yeah. I swear. <laughs> Enjoy your freedom of dying. We, we <laughs> you you are free to die however you want. I, we're we're gonna we're gonna stay good all, over up here. So. Yeah, weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, history for Mega Park. Uh, Mega Park joined the amenities of the Gallery de la Capitale. Again, nailed it. It's the last time I'm pronouncing anything French. I think so. Uh, the Same mall, thing. it's essentially a mall uh, that opened in 1981 and the park joined in 1985. Uh, over the years has become the second largest indoor amusement park in Canada after the West Edmonton Mall. It featured a rejuvenation project in 2017 to modernize the attraction and bring thrills to hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of visitors yearly. That was Very a hard nice. sentence to get through for some reason. Well, you've been pronouncing so much French. Yeah, I know. So it's just my brain can only handle so much in one day. My American brain. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what's got to be unique about this park is it's actually like three levels. Um, When you look at the park map, it's you kind of have to pick your level to see what it's on. And the roller coasters both load on the top floor, top floor three, top floor, whatever the hell they call it. And uh, they have two coasters. None of them are going to be like bring you to quebec good you go to quebec for quebec but if you want to go and get a little credit whore in you can come here and they have a 1988 mac coaster which kind of surprised me i was like wait mac's been around that long um but they have a mac coaster called electro which is very much a family coaster uh it's themed to like a train and it looks decent but it is a family coaster in a mall so like temper your expectations here um so they have that and then they have another credit called telegraphy Ooh, this is from extreme engineering and this is basically if you've ever seen one of those zipline coasters very much like that but the 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 train of the car looks like a permanent it's a, it's one person per car and you like sit in it it looks it almost looks like an sns seat um a little bit but uh it reminds me of i don't know if you guys ever remember this there was this commercial the michael vick experience nope looked i i could have sworn this was the coaster for it that they did it on it just looked goofy as hell but it looked like the loading station but this is a 2019 roller coaster so i guess not but obscure reference it's like a zipline coaster I don't know what you're talking about on that front, but it's a, it's a weird one. Yeah. So two credits. That's my yeah. highlight. Yeah. Well, uh, fun fact about this, because I have looked into going to Mega Park to Ride Telegraph. And just interestingly, if you are planning on going, mm-hmm. um, there is a maximum height and weight limit for this coaster. So you cannot be taller than 6'3", and you cannot be more than 250 pounds. So that, because it is a zipline coaster, they have to have that. So if you are planning, if you are tall or large, which I am both, I can't <laughs> ride this coaster on both aspects because I'm just at 6'3", and just at that weight limit so. Unfortunately, I will be not going to Quebec City, not for the coasters. Um, I will be going for the the entertainment. So just just if you are planning a visit, you're thinking about it. Let, but like you said, Coaster Bro, this is a, if you are in Quebec City, stop by. Would you fly to Quebec City? Mm-mm-mm. But anyways, yeah. um, they do have other um, co- attractions that are not coasters. 
Um, and there's a couple of them and there's not really any of note. Um, but <laughs> there is, there is a carousel an indoor carousel. There is a lot of kids rides. There is something called force G, which is, a, I guess, G force, which I guess looks like an extremely small top spin, I guess, like top, like that seats like, four people. It seats four people. So it's like an <laughs> extremely small I don't even know. I don't. I couldn't even know. I don't even know how to describe it. Um, oh, there's a video if you click on it. Oh, there is. You, yeah. It look. It kind of looks like a small. Um, what's those big like Six Flags has been putting them in like the on the that you like flip. Oh, the it's ones on a, that you. Yeah, you what see are those called. Can, yeah, they're on. I've seen them. I've rode the brand of the Stampede before. Like, and they're yeah. Huge, like, there. I think it was called Sky Screamer when I wrote it or something. But like, yeah, it, uh, yeah, really Sky long, Screamers. And there's only four people, and they're like it, like it. The, the seats are free free flying this looks like a 10 foot tall version of that but it looks like based on the video on the on the website it looks like it spins pretty good yeah it does yeah um so i would say that's one of the first ones that caught my eye they have a express a train called express which is just be a little indoor train which, which is great because i love the galaxy land express so i love like indoor style um uh, trains like that they have a um, Dodgem's style ride, but it's like one of those ones that are actually in kind of like on floating discs. They're almost like hovercraft or whatever they're yeah. called. And so there you sit in what looked like a bumper boat and you kind of just run into everyone. Um, so that that looks like a fun little thing. It's called a pear chocks, parachocks, parachocks, Wow, that is absolutely parachocks. Yeah. Um, they have they have one of those one of those mini um, uh, pendulum rides. Have you ever been to ZDTs in um, in uh, outside of San Antonio? They have one of these. It's just basically a micro pendulum ride. So get to get on that. Um, they have an, one of those really tiny drop towers called Piston. I don't. Need, I honestly don't know where any of these manufacturers are from. I'm really sorry. I, I this all kind of looks Zamperla like, but I it's, yeah. it might not be. It might just be like a knockoff, like rides for you. It, it looks like all these rides could be on the IAPA floor. I know. Yeah, is is what it looks like. So I don't know. Um, and then they have a little balloon Ferris wheel called Zenith. So there's lots of other kid rides, but and honestly, for people in Quebec, I think it'd be a great little winter getaway. I'm actually surprised. Maybe we should talk about this on Prairie Coasting is like why Canada hasn't built more indoor parks. Because I feel like that they would do fairly well. I mean, West Ed is still around, but I'm, I'm, I'd be interested to see why there's only two. And like when I also look at this park, it's um, it looks like a badass FEC. It's yes. Like if, yeah. if, if you went into it with that expectation, it would be pretty fun. Yeah, instead of saying discount Galaxy Line, you say an amazing FEC. You, gotta, you, gotta, you look up instead of looking. <laughs> yeah, down. yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you if you go in as discount Galaxy Land, you're you're gonna you're gonna be there for thirty minutes and you're gonna leave. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, all right, there's your yeah. highlight. Um, is there any food there, Jeff? <laughs> Two spots, <laughs> technically three, but the third is since it's in a mall. The third is the food court. Uh, <laughs> So the first listed, uh, I, I was wrong, my French isn't done, is the Fromagerie Victoria. Take uh, that. Looks to be poutine. Based on the picture, there's not much of a descriptor added uh, for anybody that uh, needs a French lesson. Fromage, 
French if you ever watched Dexter's Lab as a kid. <laughs> Omelette du fromage. You remember? Anybody? Oh, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, so it looks to be a poutine place, and the other is Q de Castor, which is Beaver Tales. Uh, and then the site also recommends checking out the food court, which has 19 restaurants. Um, when I Googled their food court, just to kind of maybe see what's there. Um, they had a, there is a KFC in there, but because it's in French, it's PFK. So I'm guessing it's Poulet mm-hmm. Fried Kentucky. Exactly. Or, when you go to Quebec, you'll see PFK signs everywhere. It's great. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, they've got a food court. It's a mall. So not a shocker. You're going to find something you can eat. I can see there's a subway there too. The pictures are weirdly angled, so I won't dive too much into that. But uh, poutine, beaver tails, and a food court. So it's all you need. It's all yeah. you need. Yep. Life's Good. essentials. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. So uh, there you go. There's two cities in Canada that uh, are how, Toronto. How was, your, how was your trip to Ontario or Canada? Was it good? Did you have a good time? Had a good time. Probably not as much fun as Theme Park Stud. Um, no. His experience of Canada within those two blocks, um, I think elite. I know. Elite. I, I was just in Niagara a couple hours ago. I didn't even see him. Uh, he wasn't like lapping the Burger King. Uh, no, no. I think, I mean, I coaster. went right by the Burger King coaster um, and I didn't see him. So he must be, he hmm. must be deep in that Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> if I know theme park stud, yes, he is yeah. deep in that Hooters. So. He could, the Margaritaville is right there as well. So maybe, uh, who knows? Maybe just uh, hitting up all the, all the good Outback steak, all the wonderful yeah. things Niagara has to offer. So, <laughs> oh gosh, I could see him at a Margaritaville. Oh, I fucking yeah. love Margaritaville. That's so great. Oh. He's going to come back with nothing but Tommy Bahama shirts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you uh, listen to this podcast, we appreciate you. Make sure you check us out on other platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, at Coaster Cuzzies. Uh, we just got done doing a little competition on the Instagram. Found out the worst coaster in America, T3. T3. And uh, it's kind of funny to see uh, – the PR guy from their comment. <laughs> so what did he say? Oh, uh, something along the lines of, uh, Oh no. Cause he saw it coming. Cause it was down to like yeah. two. Oh my God. So fun, fun to see him play along a little bit. Um, yeah. also make sure you check out coastercuzzies.com slash store. We've got some merchandise on there. You gotta, uh, you know, you want to put a sticker on your car, like cough COF, my guy keep getting pictures of, um, the bumper sticker of his car from strangers so that's pretty funny so if you want to be like him put a put a freaking sticker on your car it'd be fun uh anyway where can we find you logan i'm not logan 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 <sighs> well, what we can find logan probably at that hooters with theme park stud uh oh mitch where, where can we find you mitch <laughs> so i was looking at logan's name on the rundown oh i was logan like abandoned <laughs> us tonight. well and i was like do you guys have like a nickname for each other do you call do you call chef jeff logan, logan? i was like well i'm, I'm confused um <laughs> well you can find logan very active on the coaster cuzzy discord so yes. you should go check that out you can find me popping in and out and reacting to various things um but you can find 
me um, personally at Coaster Travel on Instagram. Uh, you can also find me at the Prairie Coasting podcast weekly episodes dropping that get, are getting more and more manic i think so if you like trauma processing if you like coasters trauma talking about canada and a lot of like a lot of just random topics come on down and, and listen to us we have a new episode dropping right after this episode will be dropping so excited for you guys to hear it you guys had great conversation the other day about the coaster community and just like great chatter about it and it's something that, like a lot of people don't talk about and i appreciate that we we're right now we're really one of the things we're really getting into is like like a lot of people like just complain about coaster enthusiasts in the coaster community but we're asking i'm i'm genuinely curious as to why like where it comes from so this episode that'll drop i think the day after this one does um we talk about um i talk a lot about especially in my my thing is like a lot of people about jealousy in the in the coaster community and like why there's so much like you know attacks on people that are like so clearly like just that person's jealous and so we talk a lot about like why and then I talk I also explore a little bit about like why am I reacting the way I am about people at you know IAP or things like that or like we're so we talk a lot about that especially being people up in Canada as things start to close down and we can't go to parks as readily available as a lot of people so yeah we're, we're, we're trying to really I guess unpack the community as a whole and also like kind of really see how that also reflects in ourselves and our actions so yeah come on down for that fun stuff (laughs) i can't wait so (laughs) that'll be a good time and uh again thank you again mitch for coming along this little canadian dip in that we just did uh this show would have been terrible without you so really (laughs) appreciate your input on especially laurent and and montreal and how to pronounce Quebec because we would have looked like idiots saying Quebec. Of course. So happy. So happy to help out. It's been so much fun. I love it. It's a, it literally felt a little bit like you guys were actually up here, like showing you around. and like, I just got to send you all my favorite restaurants that I've been to, which was just like, that's kind of fun because you got to see it and I've been to. So it, it was kind of like hosting you in my own place. It was. Yes. Yeah. And we appreciate that. And now we'll next stop. That oh, could yeah. actually happen. Oh yeah. Yeah. We got to oh. get that. We got to make that happen soon. Absolutely. Come on up. Yeah. We're due for a Canada trip soon. We're vaccinated, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we are. All right, the next stop on this trip, I'm not really sure. It looks like Storyland and um, just a bunch great. of tiny Was it parks. Great Escape, I thought? Or is that or is that not yet? Well, I'm looking at, like, all the parks, and there's, there's some parks in Maine, like Storyland and um, Funtown Splashtown. Mm. So I got to figure it out. We might be doing those. We might throw in, you know, Lake George and the Great Escape. So it's definitely going to be somewhere in the Northeast. This is when you look at the map I made. Um, this is where like all the dots are just sitting on top of each other because there's so many small parks. <laughs> so so yeah. we're going to sort through that part. But And plus, I'm sure you can do a lot of what you did in like this episode and other episodes where you can just kind of combine in, in some episodes. So there's, yeah. there's, there's a lot. There's a lot going on up there. There is. So we'll figure that out and you guys will see where we land. Anyways, appreciate the hell out of you guys. Thanks for listening. And um, how does theme park set in the show, Jeff? Do you remember? Stay fly, America. Okay, say that again. Stay, stay fly, America. Yeah, stay fly, America. Stay fly, Canada. Stay fly, Canada. I like Stay fly, Canada. Stay fly, North America. <laughs> <laughs>